Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News, Thursday, January 4th, 2024. Stand up for your country. You know, one thing I neglected to mention when I was bragging, and that's what I did earlier this week, about our election coverage and how it's going to be the best in the country by far, and it will be, I promise you. But I neglected to say to you, the viewer and listener of the No Spin News, that if I do something that is unfair. I need you to tell me right away, Bill at BillOReilly.com. Now, I understand that most people who listen to me are traditional Americans, but we have a worldwide audience now. We have a lot of YouTube people. So it's not a ideological audience as it is on the cable TV networks. There's a big blanket here. And if you see me doing something unfair, to either Biden or Trump, or whoever else might get in the mix, please let me know. Because we take that seriously. Now, I'm a man of very strong beliefs. And I'm right up front in telling you that as a historian slash journalist, Joe Biden is a terrible president. And I can back that up 50 different ways, and I have. But Donald Trump is questionable in his demeanor. And if you're an honest person, you've got to know that. So it's my job to sift through all this and tell you what I believe is best for the nation. That means for you, the American and the foreign national listening all over the world. Because what America accomplishes spreads everywhere. And when America is sinking, that hurts the whole world. All right, so today... Uh, We are going to start with the Biden campaign, which really launches tomorrow night. 
All right. And that is the subject of this evening's talking points memo. So uh, President Biden will give a speech at the Montgomery Community College near Valley Forge, Pennsylvania. Friday evening, no time has been announced, but it's got to be in prime time around eight o'clock. We don't know who's going to take it live because nobody said, uh, but I can almost guarantee that NBC, MSNBC and CNN will take the speech live. News Nation, I don't know. I'll find out because I'm on News Nation tonight with Chris Cuomo at 8 o'clock. And I'll get some information there, but I don't know what they're going to do. Fox News probably will not take the entire speech. They'll do, they dip in and out. That's what they, they say. Okay. Now, it doesn't really matter if um, anybody covers Biden's speech because we already know what he's going to say. We've already got a heads up that it's going to be Donald Trump is an insurrectionist, a traitor to America, who wants to impose fascism on this country. That is the entire Biden campaign. Yes, the president will tell you that his economic uh, plan is great and that the border is secure. He's going to tell you all that. Nobody's going to believe it because, as we'll uh, talk about later, food prices are up more than 20 percent. So you can go Bidenomics all day long. But that's the reality. And there are more than 10 million foreign nationals in a country under Biden. So you can say whatever he wants. Everybody, anybody who's lucid knows what the situation is. But as far as Trump is concerned, there are independent voters who don't like him, but may vote for him, Donald Trump, because Biden's so bad. So the Biden administration and the campaign run by Hollywood mogul Jeffrey Katzenberg, has to demonize Trump to the extent that he's a traitor. If you vote for him, you're voting for Hitler. Okay? And and so that's where it is right now. So you don't really need to listen to Joe Biden. If you want to, fine. But that's his campaign. Now, will it be effective? I don't know. I don't know whether demonizing Trump once again will work. It did work in 2020. Biden didn't win the election. Trump lost it. Now, January 6th is Saturday, and that's going to be a big theme of Biden's speech on Friday night, as we told you uh, Tuesday. And the accusation is that Trump... uh, spurred an insurrection. He wanted to overthrow the U.S. government, that he wanted people to go into the Capitol and ransack it and threaten uh, senators and congresspeople, that he wanted all this. This was his design. That is not true. Based upon my investigation, which has been very thorough, I'm not going to play you two sound bites here. And you've probably heard them before. So everybody knew that there was going to be a mass demonstration in Washington, D.C. on January 6, 2021. All right. Everybody knew that three years ago, maybe a million people, at least hundreds of thousands, were going to pour into uh, D.C. and say the election was rigged because that's what Donald Trump was saying. So that fait accompli. Everybody knew that was going to happen. Trump himself was a little bit worried. So he contacted the Defense Department on January 5th, 2021. 
roll the tape. Donald Trump said, hey, on the 5th of January, I called the defense secretary and asked that he suggest that 10,000 guard troops be moved to Washington. And that's true. We confirm that. You know that's true, right? Yeah, I was in the Oval Office when we had that conversation with the President of the United States and the Secretary of Defense. And not only was it 10,000, it was 10 to 20,000. All right, that is Cash Patel, who is a liaison between the White House and the Defense Department, the Pentagon. That is absolutely true. Now, I don't care whether you believe it or not, it doesn't matter to me. My job is to report the truth. So Trump if he wanted an insurrection, if he wanted violence, why would he a day before call for the National Guard? Now, the National Guard didn't show up. They were put on alert at the president's uh, behest. All right. But they didn't show up because Nancy Pelosi didn't ask for them. And she had to because she, as Speaker of the House, is in charge of Capitol grounds. And D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser said flat out, we don't want the National Guard here. So the Guard didn't show up. It's an arcane system, but the president could not overrule Nancy Pelosi. All right? Now, if he declared a national emergency, then Trump could have, but he didn't. The second soundbite is on the day, January 6, 2021, and Trump gave a speech. Go. We have come to demand that Congress do the right thing and only count the electors who have been lawfully slated, lawfully slated. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Okay, so that's what they call exculpatory evidence. Peacefully. Right? He's not telling anybody to uh, break the law, commit treason, insurrection, or anything like that. And so he could not ever be convicted in a court of law of insurrection or anything like that. And that's why he hasn't been charged. That speech right there. Now, Donald Trump's frame of mind was this. He wanted millions of people to come to Washington to demonstrate on his behalf. Trump wanted that. He felt that might help him in the charges that the vote was fraudulent. So that's number one. He wanted the demonstration. He did not want violence or lawbreaking. And I can tell you that with 100% assurity because that hurt Trump. But the key here is that when that violence started to break out, when people surged into the Capitol, destroying property, overrunning police, uh, rioting, that Trump did not condemn it quick enough. And there were calls coming into the White House from everybody. You got to say something. You got to say something. You got to tell them to stop. You got to tell them to stop. And Trump sat there for maybe three hours and did not. That was a huge mistake. The biggest mistake of Donald Trump's life. That three hour period where he didn't do anything. And there's no excuses. As soon as he saw what was happening on television, bang, you'd stop it. That's what should have happened. Did not. Finally, he did say, go home. But that three-hour waiting period 
really harmed him and it does to this day. And that's the whole Biden campaign. So summing up, this comes down to a presidential election this year between a man who governed fairly efficiently, Donald Trump, for four years. And if you dispute that, I mean, you just don't understand policy. His policies help far more Americans than they hurt. Against a very incompetent president, Joe Biden, whose policies have hurt across the board, I don't know one of his policies that's helped anybody. I might add that his attempt to downgrade uh, drug prices hasn't worked yet, but it may. All right, so if he can succeed, the Biden administration can see to get those drug prices down, that will be a, a win. We want to be fair here. But other than that, I don't see it. And that's the memo. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you, and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe, download now the truth. President Biden didn't do anything today, didn't do anything yesterday. He didn't do anything on Tuesday. So at least he's consistent. <laughs> he doesn't do anything. So they're prepping him for the uh, teleprompter read on Friday night. And they won't do anything tomorrow except show up at Valley Forge. Okay, this is our president. Now, the border is really going to hurt Biden. There's no doubt about it. The economy's first. Border is second. So the guy in charge of the border, he's not really in charge, is Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Notice how I roll the R. That's my Spanish um, academia. So Mayorkas takes orders. That's all he does. He, He doesn't make any decisions at all. And 10 million uh, foreign nationals, as I pointed out, are here in three years. So <laughs> obviously, Mayork is not doing a good job, right? So now they want to impeach him. They, the Homeland Security Committee in the House, chaired by Mike Green. Here's what Mr. Green said yesterday, quote, Our investigation made clear that this crisis finds its foundation in Secretary Mayorkas's decision-making, and refusal to enforce the laws passed by Congress. That his failure to fulfill his oath of office demands accountability, unquote. Okay, I don't have any disagreement with that. Um, But I will tell you two things that are certain. Number one, this is being done uh, with the knowledge that Mayorkas is not going to be booted out of there. That Biden is going to stay with him. And the Senate will never convict him and throw him out. And number two, it's being done to embarrass Biden, to bring attention to, as if you need more attention. But some people are pretty slow on the uptake. Um, But that's what this is. Now, I'm not making excuses for Mayorkas. I mean, anybody who is that weak and that incompetent doesn't deserve to be, uh, you know, water in the lawn of uh, federal buildings. Texas. So um, this is Attorney General Merrick Garland against Governor Greg Abbott. 
mano a mano. So Garland suing Abbott in the state of Texas because Abbott signed a law that says if we, Texas authorities, that means the Texas Rangers, local police officers, we find an uncredentialed foreign national in Texas, we're arresting that person on a criminal charge. Okay? Garland said, you can't do that. Only the federal government can do that. Goes to court. That's what this is all about. Now, on paper, Garland is correct. But in reality, Abbott, the governor, has an obligation to protect the people of Texas from being overrun by foreign invaders. And that's what it is. So I have this dopey earpiece in my uh, right here. I have to. So anyway, Texas will probably lose. But again, it's a symbolic situation. OK, let's go to the far left. And you know what? I've been thinking about this a lot. Ten years ago, I was doing the O'Reilly Factor on the Fox News channel. Totally different country. Totally different country. OK, though, so, um, Barack Obama was president. A lot of conservatives didn't like him, but there was order in America. Now there's not. There's disorder everywhere, largely a fault of Joe Biden. So 10 years ago, the far left could not get away with what they're getting away with now. And the reason is that the press wasn't quite as radical left as it is now. It's a media thing that allows these people these radical leftist socialists, to get away with what they get away with. There's also a cloak of secrecy. I mean, very few people knew how radical left Harvard is. I kind of knew because I'm an alumnus, but I didn't think it was that out of control. When Claudine Gay got appointed president six months ago, I didn't say, oh, she's odious or she's this or she's I didn't do that. I gave her a chance. But now the woman won't even condemn students who call for the murders of Jewish people. And Jewish students at Harvard are petrified. She won't even condemn that. And now we learn that she's plagiarized a number of things, which in academia is very serious. Okay, so she's out. So she's a victim, though. Claudine Gay sees herself as a victim. She writes an op-ed in the New York Times, of course. says, quote, My hope is that by stepping down, I will deny demagogues the opportunity to further weaponize my presidency and their campaign to undermine the ideals emanating Harvard since its founding. Excellence, openness, independence, truth. Oh, so that the uh, demagogues are after her. Got it? Now, you may remember that Harvard, in a study, was ranked the lowest college for freedom of speech. I don't know how openness and excellence goes in with you rank the worst in freedom of speech on campus. But Dr. Gay doesn't really care, does she? She's a victim. It's racism. That's why. It's not 
plagiarism. It's not she can't condemn threats of murder against Jews. No. No, it's the color of her skin. So here's the Boston Globe, one of the most liberal newspapers in the world. Here's her editorial this week. Quote, Gay's resignation from the presidency may have been inevitable, given the obvious hypocrisy for a university that punishes 19-year-old students for lesser academic integrity offenses. They're talking about plagiarism here. But it is bound to open even more wounds. To many inside and outside Harvard, she was a trailblazer. It was unfairly put under a microscope, subjected to racist abuse, and now driven from office. That's right. Oh, it's racist abuse. That's what it is, Boston Globe. See, they all circle the wagons together. And the themes are all sent to them from Washington. And then the liberal press kind of just comes out with the same thing. There's no difference of opinion within that precinct. Okay. Um, So we have uh, a bunch of people running around trying to sell to the American public that it's not Claudine Gay's fault. She didn't do anything wrong. Plagiarism, ah, you know. The Jewish thing, ah, no, no. it's the demagogues, the right-wing Democrats. The Associated Press goes out to all the small newspapers from Fairbanks, Alaska to Key West, Florida. They subscribe to the Associated Press. Listen to this headline. Plagiarism charges downed Harvard's president. A conservative attack helped to fan the outrage. And here's in the article, quote, in Gay's case, many academics were troubled with how the plagiarism came to light as part of a coordinated campaign to discredit Gay and force her from office, part because of her involvement in efforts for racial justice on campus, unquote, Associated Press. So not condemning the murder of Jews, which is what Dr. Gay did. She didn't condemn it. That's racial justice, according to the Associated Press. Now, this is just insane. So there's been an uproar, and Laura Lauren Easton, VP of the Associated Press, says, quote, the story doesn't meet our standards. Well, then how did it ever get out? You have editors that go over this stuff. That whole story is absurd. It got out because the Associated Press is a left-wing news organization. I knew that from the jump. When I started at Fox News 27 years ago, there's a guy named David Bowder, still writes for them. He's a TV writer, B-A-U-D-E-R. Just day in and day out, smashing Fox News for nothing. AP. Houthis causing big trouble. Now, the Houthis are a terror group. They run Yemen. Yemen doesn't have a government. The Houthis are funded and armed by Iran. They are attacking ships in the Red Sea, the same sea Moses parted. Okay? So the Red Sea is through the Suez Canal where all the shipping goes. And the Houthis 
are attacking the ships, forcing the ships to go around Africa, the Cape of Good Hope, and escalating the expense of consumer goods all over the world. So the USA, Great Britain, and a bunch of other countries have warned the Houthis, you better stop. These are the countries, USA, Australia, Bahrain, Belgium, Britain, Canada, Denmark, Germany, Italy, Japan, the Netherlands, New Zealand, and Singapore. They all join together to threaten the Houthis. Now, the Biden administration does not what they want what they call a wider war, but that is a mistake. Right now, what the United States and NATO should do is destroy the Houthis. But don't report it. Just do it. You got drones. You got special forces. Go in and just wipe them off the face of the earth. That's what they did to ISIS and Al-Qaeda. Killing the Killers, my book. You got a perfect excuse to go in and get these terrorists. And Iran can't do bupkis to stop it. Wipe them out. But don't hold a press conference. Just do it. It's a desert. Oh, it just drives me crazy. Smart life. So what time do you eat dinner? There is a study, of course. There's a study. There's a study on everything. All right, this comes from Nathan Yao, UCLA, uh, PhD in statistics. The optimal time to eat dinner for Americans is 6.19 p.m. So Nathan, pretty, <laughs> it's 6.19, not 6.20, 6.19. All right, that's the best time to dinner, to eat dinner for your digestion, four hours before you go to sleep. He's assuming that most people are in bed around 10, 10, 15. I eat as early as I can. It's healthier to eat dinner earlier. I only eat two meals. I eat breakfast, and then I eat an early dinner. And once in a while, I have some cashews, a snack, or something like that. But, you know, I'm not loading up on food. That's not good for you. Anyway, um, the smart life agrees. The earlier you eat dinner, the better. But let's get into another smart life situation. Food prices under Biden have risen 20.3%, according to the Department of Labor. So you may be eating dinner, but you're paying a lot more for it at home. At home, not in a fancy restaurant. 20% up from Trump for food. That alone should sink Biden. And um, not only that, but you're getting less when you go to the grocery store. Some examples. Doritos shrank its bag from 9.75 ounces to 9.25. Gatorade, 32 ounces used to be in a bottle, 28 ounces now. Burger King, chicken nuggets, 10 pieces to eight. Okay, you pay about $5.50 for that. Walmart, uh, paper towels, used to get 168 sheets, now you get 120. Okay, Crest toothpaste, used to get 4.1 ounces, now you get 3.8. Chobani yogurt, 5.3 ounces used to be the cup. Now it's 4.5 ounces. And those prices haven't dropped. So on top of the 20% food increase in cash, you get far less for everything. Anybody else tell you that? I bet you knew it. Boy, oh boy. Smart life. So what do I do? 
soup. Now, a lot of you make your own homemade soups. That is really good. You throw the vegetables in there, throw a little beef in there, a little chicken in it, whatever you want. Soup is really a staple, or should be. Okay? Soup is good. And you get some soup, and then you get an entree, whatever you like to eat. Then you're full. All right. Soup will bring the cost of your food down. U.S. Airlines, there is a report from Sirium, the aviation analytics company. All right, on time, ready for the top 10, best on time U.S. airline, Delta, then Alaska, then American, then United, then Southwest, then Spirit, then WestJet, then Frontier, and last, hello, Jet. Blue, our favorite, last behind Spirit. How can you be behind? These are little airlines, Spirit, WestJet, and Frontier. The little airlines. <laughs> JetBlue is worse. Okay, I'm just, I'm just giving you the info. It's in history, January 4th, 1965. Lyndon Johnson was president. The Great Society program was launched. Today, 59 years ago, roll it. The Great Society asked not how much, but how good. Not only how to create wealth, but how to use it. Not only how fast we're going, but where we're headed. It proposes as the first test for a nation, the quality of its people. Okay, so great society, 59 years ago, the United States government has spent $22 trillion to try to improve the economic lives of Americans in that period of time. Okay, $22 trillion. What has it accomplished? Medicare, and that's a good thing. Medicaid, that's the state giving poor people access to health care, can be a good thing, but very corrupt. All right, got to watch Medicaid. The Older Americans Act of 1965, National Aging Network. I don't really know what that's done. I don't know really what that's done, but that was part of the Great Society. Elementary and Secondary Education Act of 1965, that's obviously failed. American students at this point in history Probably the dumbest kids of any developed country. Our education system is a disaster because the unions run it. Voting Rights Act, some places it's worked and some places it has not. All right, again, $22 trillion spent. Now, the poverty rate back when LBJ gave that speech was 17%. Now it's 12%. So in 59 years, $22 trillion the poverty rate has dropped 5%. That doesn't seem to be a great performance to me, but it's low. We have a low poverty rate in this country. And most of the poor have cars, color TVs, air conditioning, uh, computers, and all that. Okay, why does poverty persist at a 12% rate? It is because of the out-of-wedlock birth rate, which no great society can do anything about. 
1965, out of wedlock births for whites stood at 3%, blacks 24%. 2021, last stats, whites 28%, blacks 70% of babies born out of wedlock in African-Americans, precincts. That's what poverty, that's what drives it. No great society can do anything about that. You're going to continue at that rate, then you're going to have 12% poverty even higher. Okay, that's it. All right, I'm looking forward to the mail segment and a final thought. You know, it's driving me crazy because we get thousands of letters here. And a good portion of those letters are asking me about Internet stuff. And I mean, um, what do you hear? I'm going to tell you I got a letter yesterday. You're not going to believe what this lady wrote me. All right. Quick break. Right back. All right. Let's go to the mail. We go to concierge member Lee. A concierge member gets a private line right to me. It's an insurance policy for your life. We will help you out. We will respond to you in 24 hours or less most times. We hope you consider it. BillOReilly.com concierge membership. Lee says, the only war on minorities that the left describes is what is trumped up in the media. Our society has, over the past 60 years, been over backwards to eliminate racism. Racism definitely existed before that. Lee, racism exists now. It does. But it is not ingrained in our government or private marketplace. It's there. But if you demonstrate racism, you, the American citizen, you're going to be punished. You'll be hurt. So you're correct. The left wing media wants the whole world to think America is a racist country. It is not. Robert White, Lee Iacres, Florida. Great message of the day, O'Reilly. Dr. Gay doesn't get it. She feels like a victim of racism. It's my firm belief that racism is the total reason she had her job at Harvard to begin with. You don't really know that. It looks like that's the case, but I wouldn't say it as a fact. And you say Dr. Gay doesn't get it. She gets it fine. She's going to use her skin color to engender sympathy for her. It's calculated. Alan Kayolo, Westerly, Rhode Island, and President Trump and Nikki Haley are willing to find mutual love and respect. After Republican primaries, they would make a juggernaut ticket. Uh, A love and respect, um, I don't think that's coming around. I agree with you that the strongest Republican ticket at this point would be Trump and Haley, but uh, Trump does not like her. I know that. Tom Conroy, Washington, New Jersey. We must have a fair election this year. We can't have the same problems we had in the 2020 election. Well, in some places you will. You know, more than 30 states have passed laws to tighten up voting, but about 18 have not. And what do you think is going to happen there? But everybody's focused on it now, Tom. So we'll... We're going to cover it very aggressively. Ken Angaro, Mooresville, North Carolina. I have to respectfully disagree with you on something for once, O'Reilly. 
The woke equity BS isn't going anywhere because it's fully entrenched in the corporate culture, especially the financial industry. I don't expect it to go anywhere, Ken. You're right. It's going to be around. But the backlash against it? I mean, two words. Bud Light. That's my thing. There's a big backlash against it now. John Corb, Rising Fawn, Georgia. Thank you, Bill, for the Smart Life segment on MissingMoney.com. I checked it out and received a $7,000 check from two different companies. Whoa, John, way to go. $7,000. MissingMoney.com. Smart Life tip. I'm glad John got the money. Nancy Halstead, Bowling Green, Virginia. I've been reading Killing Crazy Horse. I have two master's degrees in education, and the intensive work you guys put into these books is notable. I will read many of the Killing books now. Thanks for all the honest work you do. Yeah, Dugard and I, uh, we're honest guys. Everything you read in our books is true. Now, we're writing a book called Confronting the Presidents, Assessing Every President, from George Washington to Joe Biden. Book will be out early September, time for the run-up to the vote. Okay, next week I'll have the cover for you. It's a nifty, hard book to write. A lot of stuff. Fun, hard. All right, uh, Killing the Witches, Killing the Killers, until Sunday night. It stops Sunday night, $21.95. Great bargain. Even better bargain. Killing Crazy Horse, $9.95. That stops Sunday night. You can get the entire Killing series, all 13 of them, on BillOReilly.com. And uh, I'm telling you, that'll make you a lot smarter. Nice library and all that. Word of the day, do not be a buffoon. I haven't heard that word lately. B U. F-F-O-O-N. Back with the final thought in a moment. Time now for the final thought of the day. So I get a letter from a woman. Nice woman. I mean, most of my viewers and listeners are nice. And it's Bill at BillOReilly.com. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Name in town. But I'm not going to embarrass the woman. And she says, Bill, I read on an internet site that Michelle Obama is a trans person. Now, and she wanted me to comment on it. (laughs) I have to say I get maybe 200 of those letters a week where people read this unbelievable bilge, B-I-L-G-E, on the internet, and it stays in their mind. I just... Now, the reason this happens is because there's no accountability on these uh, media sites. None. They say what they want. They're anonymous. You can't find them. Bop, 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 bop. Now, there's a new uh, news agency, Tangle, Read Tangle, R-E-A-D, Tangle, T-A-N-G-L-E.com. We like it. We like it. They're trying. But they list today, readtangle.com. It's free. All of the bogus stories they found in the last week. And they name the internet sites. So you should see these stories. 
So I figured I'd bring it to your attention uh, if you want to check it out. But most alarmingly is that we are 350 million people in this country right now. I'm saying to you, 50% of those people have no thought process going on. They can't tell what's real, what isn't real. They are lost when it comes to information flow. These are the people that get scammed. By the way, never do business on the phone, ever, with anybody. And when you are uh, contacting someone, always get their full name, who you're speaking with, and write it down. If the person will not give you his or her full name, terminate the conversation. You have to have data. Now, they can lie to you about their name. That's possible. But you've got to be in control of the conversation. No business. You do not give anybody any information about you over the phone. Nothing. Because you know the robocall racket. You know what they're doing. Okay? And now in the political season, I mean, you're going to be inundated with this stuff. Do not respond. Control what you are doing. And again, 50% of us are out of control. We don't control what we're doing. And these are the people who get hurt. And I get, and I try to right a lot of these wrongs. You know, if they're a big corporation, then we can bring some heavy pressure. Because no corporation wants me to put their name out there as doing something nefarious. We can usually work it out. Okay. And if you're a concierge member, feel free to use my name in any kind of situation. Say, look, I'm a concierge member of BillOReilly.com. If you don't do the right thing here, I'm going to write him a letter and he's going to get involved. They don't want that, which is another reason why. And again, you could lie about it, but don't be a bad person. Don't say you're a concierge member if you're not. But my point is that you've got to step away. So in 2024... I would cut down the computer gazing and the phone gazing, maybe try to do 25% less of it. A lot of good books out there. I'm going to recommend some books in a few weeks. I'm reading them now. I don't want to give you anything boring. And a lot of these books are boring, particularly the history books. They're good. They have facts in them, but they're just dull. You know, the killing books just whiz by. And that's our our style. We're storytellers. Anyway, uh, we're off to a good start. First week, election coverage. Again, if you think we're unfair, if we're inaccurate, you get to me right away and we will certainly talk about it. Thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News. New column on Sunday. See you again on Monday.